0: hey and welcome to chat grapple cheap pops with me jb and chris Dredd. we are back again um episode 10 did we think we'd make it this far
1: well we i mean no to be honest we we didn't even really know what we were doing when we started we just thought you know what we bloody love wrestling um we kind of know what we're talking about um you know we we never would have dreamed that we would be getting by episode 10 the amount of views that we're actually getting on the videos uh that's been absolutely amazing just well happy mate
0: and yeah that's, that's exactly it i mean we you know with the subscriber count and yeah you know, the views and everything else we like would we didn't expect the response we got and here we are 10 episodes in
1: yeah baby the big one oh.
0: And we have picked an absolute dumpster fire <laughs> of a show for episode <laughs> 10. Let's if be you, honest.
1: If you're gonna do something, do it properly. And yeah. we the way we pick our episodes is like so fucking dumb. We don't we don't even like we talk to each other and we go, what do you reckon? This one, this one, this one. We just literally random. There's no rhyme and reason. Yeah. And like Sometimes there's, you know, consistencies between episodes. It's like, oh, we've literally just done this episode. And in this one, something happens with this person that was in that one. So we're lucky in that way. But we like to be as random as possible. And this one is about as random as you can get, to be honest, man. Um, you know, but, but before that, Jordan, just very quickly, I'd like all our video viewers to acknowledge Jordan's sexy background that he's got right there. The old chat grapple and cheap pops podcast logo. You've got Mick Ooh, Foley is. there. Oh, you've got Mick Foley there, just on on your on your shoulder. Hey, Mick. Um, and also there's a great cheap pop in this um in this uh, pay per view as well. So oh, Mick would yes. have loved that.
0: It's uh, it's great. It's cheaper than cheap.
1: Um, was... so Jordan's rocking the Chat Grapple and Cheap Pop's podcast background. I'm still rocking the figures and the sticker books and things like that. So um I will be rocking a background at some point soon as well. It's just uh I'm waiting to get a greeny screeny. But until then, you've got the gorgeous JB with the sexier logo behind him. Um yeah, and I'm, looks...
0: I'm kinda of gutted we didn't have Mick in for last week.
1: Oh no, it would have been great, uh... man. Yeah, look yeah, at
0: because, him because uh, yeah, the Royal Rumble tie-in and all that.
1: Bang bang!
0: But we yeah we're here again and we we go again and this is I mean this is a this is a hilarious show for so many reasons.
1: Great. But They're before off.
0: before we dive into the show, we will remind people to subscribe, like, comment. Uh, Chris, do you want to reel off where we are, like on what what yeah, platforms
1: we're on. We're on like Stitcher, Listen Notes um Apple Podcast, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on uh iHeartRadio, we're on we're literally every every single podcast platform you can mention. Podbean, um the lot. We are literally anywhere. All you've gotta do, go on to Google, um, just get on that Google and just Google chat grapple and cheap pops podcast and you will find us on a massive list of podcast platforms but also if you're watching a video you will see our beautiful mugs here on youtube and please guys please we've we've had a massive influx of subscribers which has been absolutely fantastic but we we need more we're, we're getting to we're getting up to that 500 uh, subscribers but we want to push through to a thousand we want to get there because as we were saying before we want to do giveaways we want to do competitions. Yeah, exactly. you know we want to be improving the content that um that we're going to give for you guys because you know we're, we're just two working guys On a budget, you know, so we can't be too flash and too, you know, we're as good as we can be at the moment. Um, Obviously, with the whole coronavirus thing going on, unfortunately, we cannot be sitting next to each other in uh, a studio setting, which will be happening fairly soon. To be honest, we could probably do that now because people are going back to work and I'm sure, you know, People sitting next to each other a metre away. We could make a nice little studio. So maybe that's something to think about uh, coming and, like, soon. Let's,
0: let's not get it twisted at all. The prizes that we have, you know, we'll be able to offer a pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pretty damn good. You know, uh, we've been collecting since, you know, <laughs> day dot, it feels like.
1: Jo- Jordan. And
0: there's... Some J-
1: gems. You know, J- Jordan basically has been holding out on me. He's a motherfucker because, <laughs> he, you know, I knew he had an extensive collection. I knew that. The fact that he had a big Josh and that lying about and that, you know what I mean? But he's he, he, he he's been holding back on me. And I keep getting these, like, figure porn pictures from him. And I, I'm I'm sure people who are on Twitter at, at chat grapple pops um will be able to have seen the pictures that George's been putting up recently of the figures that he's been pulling out of his garage or garage
0: the horrible um, truth is that that's just the beginning there's so much more to come
1: it's so cool yeah, but i
0: haven't I haven't scratched the surface yet
1: like like you're saying we have been collecting for decades for decades and it's we are still decades. collectors we're still buying shit much to our partners um disappointment um you know we are still buying stuff uh <laughs> you know we, we will always be collectors you know it's one of those things and and jordan's got some stuff and i've got some stuff that is quite rare and not a lot of people have um you know plus we've also got the other fodder that everyone's got you know but we we just we just fucking love it man and we would love to give something back to the audience, to the people. And we just want to thank everyone who's been who's been watching every single week. We we thank you so much.
0: And, yeah, we really do. And we're thanking them so much. We're so grateful that we're going to bring them WCW Spring Stampede 2000.
1: <laughs> yeah, just as a little thank you, we're going to give you yeah. one of the ropiest shows you will probably <laughs> ever see in your life.
0: Now, we said at the beginning... Of this, of the whole thing, how positive we were going to be. And I'm sure there will be positives in this when we make each other laugh because there's a lot of silliness. There's a lot of, <laughs> it's, it's a, it, like I said, it's a bit fucked. It's a bit fucked.
1: <laughs> it's a bit fuck. the, the whole angle and situation, I mean, as we do every week, Jordan, Jordan's been watching on the network and myself i have been watching on the vhs and i don't just have one copy of this on vhs i actually have two copies of this he loved VHS. it so
0: much he has two copies. i love it
1: so much yes that's correct i love it so much that i've got two but not for the reasons that you might add see i've got one copy that i watch and it's open and it's fine but then i've got another copy here that is completely sealed is a completely sealed, brand new, WCW 2000. That's 20 years old, Jordan.
2: 20 oh, years old,
1: completely sealed, un- it unwashed. It hasn't aged well. It's, you know, it's brand new, unopened. So, yeah, I love this pay-per-view so much. I've got two of them, and one of them's sealed, unopened. Yeah, I, believe this, one. I believe this is worth quite a few quid because the only other sealed WCW videos that I've actually seen online have been in the states, and they're going for about two hundred dollars each. So okay. I don't, I don't know if there's any other jagoffs in um, the UK that would actually have this apart from me. <laughs> I've also got, um, and uh, I've Do got. You remember how much copies. you paid for it? Yeah, <laughs> I've got two copies of um, Slamboree as well. Um, from around that time one sealed, brand new still and one that I watch Um, so yeah um, I've been on the old VHS as we do, this is how we roll and Jordan watched the network man, so yeah, do you want to give him a a quick brief uh, intro on this bro, we're we're fucking April um, 16th, year 2000
0: it is April 2000 WCW is falling away I mean, they would be done in in eleven months' time. They would be completely gone. Um, we like. I was like. I decided to jump into the eighty-three weeks podcast of Eric Bischoff and Conrad this week. I had a quick listen, um, and Eric sh- uh, shared a lot of his memories from that that night and that show. And it's safe to say that he wasn't in complete control at this point. He was sharing the responsibilities with Vince Russo. Terry Taylor, uh, Kevin Sullivan, and maybe a couple of others that escape me at the minute. Um, this is sadly last WCW's last big win of a show, the last big numbers that they do, and um, it's not it's not pretty. Reading like it wasn't pretty listening, it wasn't good listening to. They, I mean, Spring Stampede '99 did two hundred fifty five thousand buys. On pay per view,
1: this one did one hundred and
0: fifty. This one did one hundred and fifteen thousand, and this would be the largest one they did. Like this would be the biggest one they did. Like to the to the end.
1: I was going to say like they wouldn't two, get this. two two hundred odd thousand for a a, a pay per view is still not great though, right? Like
0: I mean, considering like today's sort of standards like AEW, you know, it's not we don't mention them a lot. They average. They I think their numbers are hovering around a hundred thousand. So
1: I mean, this is 20 years still, it's ago. It's still well. bigger. Yeah. Well, did, um, I, I like the tweet um that you've retweeted earlier of Kevin Nash.
0: Yeah. I uh,
1: mention it because, you know, he's prob he's correct as well. Really? Like, you know, the, the, you know, I think you've mentioned it before as well, that these Wednesday night wars, you know, when they're talking oh, about oh, it, it's like, yeah, it's not a war, it's not a fucking war, man. It's not even a scuffle. Um, you know, it's one of those things, and and obviously WWE have put they put NXT on the same day to kind of take away from from AEW. Obviously, um, they've done that.
0: They've done that well.
1: You know, they've done it well. It's you know, it's the same kind of tactics as what was used in the Monday Night Wars, but it's nowhere but close, man. Like this, um, is, this
0: is what I mean. Like you would, on a Monday night in in during the during the good times, you know, you're looking at 11 million viewers. You know, we're not even getting one and a half million on a Wednesday night and they're they're fighting and arguing about it and you see it a lot and it's not worth it's not worth the worth the typing, it's not worth the worth the tweet half the time.
1: Mm.
0: It's just it's you know, it's nothing. You know, it's not it's it's not a war, it's a it's a row. It's a row.
1: <laughs> it's an argument it's a, little, yeah, it's uh, a okay.
0: drive-by argument yeah
1: also um i just want to say i'm wearing the chat grapple and cheap bops t-shirt uh today um as well uh what t-shirt are you sporting anything wrestling uh i
0: don't know if you can see that
1: i'm i'm your pappy
0: that's right yeah the I'm your pappy.
1: <laughs>
2: Eddie Guerrero yes Classic. you are
1: baby yes you are oi <laughs> just a quick one Conrad from the JR's podcast and and, and from all that oh, Yeah,
0: 83 weeks in yeah Bruce. Is, his, yeah.
1: his um his brother is married to a wrestler who's currently in WWE, correct?
0: Conrad, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I, I swear Con- I was listening to JR talking to him and they were talking about some about Eric Bischoff and and WWE and whatever, and the way that the WWE looked at what was happening with Nitro. And he said something like, Well, you would know because your sister in law is deep in the WWE universe. Oh, yeah.
0: No, Conrad is married to one of Ric Flair's daughters. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Right. Okay. So there you go. That's what, because I was like, Who is he? Who's Conrad married to then?
0: Yeah. He's into the he's married into the Flair dynasty.
1: Woo!
0: That's it. And speaking of Rick Flair, he does heavily feature on this show.
2: Fucking um, hell. That... Now <laughs> oh god.
0: <laughs> just before, just before Spring Stampede, WCW were hitting the restart button, like literally. They decided to vacate all their championships. And I mean, what a great idea.
2: and it it was about
1: sorry it was about a week before this pay-per-view april the 10th it was april the 10th um where they had all the wrestlers in the ring and they were vacating all the titles because at this point uh vince russo had come to wcw and he'd brought jeff jarrett with him in you know um, you know and we mentioned in the last podcast how much um a fan of Jeff Jarrett that uh, Vince Russo is. And let's not get it twisted. Vince Russo follows us on Twitter and uh, he's retweeted a couple of our things. You know what I mean? And we, we do rate Vince Russo. Um, But this was just apps. This pay-per-view was just nuts, nuts, nuts.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to put it down to a clash of styles because Eric has his way. And Vince has his way. And, those ways of polar opposites, you know, Eric freely admits on that on the podcast. I listened to that. His, his way of thinking is to keep the older established guys. So, you you know, you get your, you keep your viewers, you keep your, you know, your, your revenue up and all that. And Vince Rooster wanted to bring in the, the new guys, the young guys, the new blood, dude, the new blood. Yeah. Who he thought could draw money and, you know, make, make their way and keep WCW business. And, it became a very confusing mess. I mean, I don't know what you saw, but the first clip I've got on this show at the beginning is the uh, like the uh, the montage at the beginning is. Rick is R- Russo calling Rick Flair a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I've got. The first line on here, underneath where it says WCW Spring Stampede two thousand, April the sixteenth two thousand, the United Center, Chicago. The first line is Russo says Flair is a piece of shit, <laughs> and, and and Russo beats Flair with a baseball bat.
0: He says he's going to be his New York bitch and all this. I'm like, what right. the f- and like, come on, right. like it's you know. The worst line of the show comes up pretty quickly straight after in the same video clip. And this is Hulk Hogan saying he's going to eat Eric Bischoff's ass alive. (laughs) I don't think I want to know what that means.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of (laughs) censorship in in my VHS copy. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. They, 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 They cut out the word hell and they cut out the word "damn" and they cut out the word "ass." Um, it's always it, it it always boggles my mind why in America they have such a hard time with the word "damn." Like I I I understand that. It's,
0: Ron Simmons seems to love it.
1: But this is the thing, like it, it it it. Some people say, "Oh, it's a swear word or whatever," and it's like, "Come on now, come on, damn. come on."
0: But I mean, this this to me felt more like a longer version of Nitro than a pay per view because it opens with backstage kit,
1: but not as good. Um, (laughs) Because it's uh, a one one crazy thing you see as soon as they swoop in um, as they're coming into to the uh, the broadcast. The broadcast colleagues, um, shall we call them? Uh, yes. Yeah, sign a really that
0: says, "Tonight, very different." Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, you've got a sign, a massive sign that just says "Steiner is gay." Um, you just wow. like yeah, I so,
0: saw that one. Yeah.
1: Some, some of the, some of the signs are absolutely fantastic, and some of the stuff that's going on, um. In the crowd, will also get an honourable mention. You've got all sorts of people dressed up like all sorts. Um, you've got people doing crazy stuff in the crowd. Um, no, and we, I always... we
0: we tend to we tend to keep our eye out on the crowd because we have come across things like double denim sting and yeah, there was the kid who was just in his his it's underpants dressed up as a warrior. Yeah, like <laughs> it, we've seen some weird things, but yeah, it. I mean, three a three man booth, Scott Hudson. Who I have not seen a lot of. To be fair, I don't really know what is. You know, I think he did maybe worldwide or something before he got to Nitro and all that. Um, Tony Schiavone is still hanging around, and Mark Madden. Yeah. Who Bischoff freely admits was put in there to appeal to the hardcore fans or the marks, as you know we call ourselves. Yeah. Or smarks. Smart. smart marks. And
1: and, and he yeah. uses he uses a bit of wrestling terminology uh quite a bit through this um paper pay-per-view. He mentions he says a few things that are just not K at all. No.
2: And
0: some you know I didn't mind Mark Madden to be fair.
1: He was he had some oh, good some one-liners. There's some great one liners okay, in this. Yeah. Good ones.
0: And yeah we open with a backstage skit and it's Bischoff, Russo, Tory Wilson snuggling up to Billy Kidman
2: yeah.
0: um, and they're wondering how Hogan's checked himself out of the hospital from you know the Nitro before where he gets attacked by them uh, Kidman refers to himself as the kid which I'm sure meant he had to pay Sean Walkman a few royalties maybe yeah you know he <laughs> don't call yourself a kid that's a that's a Walkman deal for sure and it is it's new blood against the Millionaires Club I mean what a terrible name for a group Millionaires Club this, this
1: fucking, this deal, right, I'm going to talk about TNA very briefly, and I mean very briefly, I'm sorry, it, it's, it's been, re- this is like, as you can see on the, on the video, yeah, it says WCW NWO, and even on there it says WCW NWO, okay, the fucking NWO are non-existent on this pay-per-view. There's not one mention of the NWO in in one piece of it. Um and what and you you're this seeing is like, is,
0: this a, is like TNA booking, right?
1: Well it, well it is because what you add this whole Millionaires Club and New Blood. So you had the New Blood, which was mainly the newer, younger guys and a few other guys. And then you had the Millionaires Club, which was your guys like your DDPs, your Sting, your Hogan's, you know, your Luger's and all that, your Flares, who were basically the older guys, the guys that have made their millions, who are trying to hold the spots back from the uh, inverted commas spots. From the younger guys and TNA tried this with the main event Mafia so they had the main event Mafia which was fucking Booker T, Kurt Angle, Sting, um, possibly Flair at one point but it's like a rehash deal of this whole faction idea to kind of make things to, to have this kind of dynamic of two factions fighting um you know and it was it uh, i mean like you say we try to be a positive podcast but sometimes things just don't work out as you think they may and uh it's just it 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 just seems uh, what's the word? Hacky,
0: hokey, yeah, hokey, hacky, yeah,
1: hokey, hacky. It just seems like this done been done before, uh, and yeah. it's just a bit played out. It's a bit trying to relive the NWO, NWO. Twitch. Well, the NWO had
0: only just come back in like the end of the year, hadn't they? Like the end of '99. Sure, they did NWO 2000 for about a month. Yeah. Um. Anywho, the the disqualification rules been relaxed for the night, but.
2: Reps sort of have like been
0: told, yeah. An ECW culture. Um, and we get our first match of the night. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up quickly because it's it's right in front of us on for those that can see the VHS uh, sleeve. They're spoiling matches on the VHS cover on the slit on the back sleeve. I don't know if you can see can you see it? They're spoiling results for you if you've already if you haven't already like watched it.
1: Oh right, because you've got, uh, Buff Bagville and Shane Douglas versus Ric Flair in the Total Package.
0: Yeah, and it's a tournament. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, and yeah. I mean, this is this is where it, it gets really crazy. This this whole night It's they're running two tournaments next to each other in the tag team in the US title. And the heavyweight title is a tournament final. So you're going to see, you know, same faces. And we we spoke about this last week. If you see someone for a second or third time in the same night, they lose their, they lose their appeal. They lose their aura. It's, it's done and dusted. Fans will not keep cheering for the same people coming out over and over again. And this is another prime example of what happens. But we get to our first match pretty quickly. Um, The Marmalukes, Big Vito and Johnny the Bull. Yeah. (laughs) With Disco Inferno, Chris's second favorite wrestler.
1: I fucking love it. (laughs) I love Disco, man. I love him. I just think, you know, he's got a really good shoot interview as well he could, because Disco Inferno was also involved in quite a lot of the um, storylines and the writing for the lower card guys because he felt that, you know, he, he got involved and was asked to get involved because obviously he felt that they were a bit left behind and there weren't really any storylines going for them. And he used to chuck ideas out and stuff like that. But in ring, I used to love Disco Inferno, um, uh, also known as Hip Hop Inferno at one point.
2: Yeah.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the Mama Lukes, the Mama Lukes with Disco Inferno against who? Yeah.
0: Uh, they make their way out and they tonight they're up against Ric Flair and the total package Lex Luger. And Ric Flair is in his day-to-day wear. He's not wearing trunks and robe and, you know, not that beautiful peach colour that Chris has mentioned before.
1: Yep, no semi for me today.
0: Um, IcoPro, still doing business in 2000.
1: Dude, I fucking God, that written down. I'm like, Luger ripped on the juice, stroke IcoPro.
0: Um. And yeah, I mean, you do get a couple of bits here and there, like from Mark Madden at this point. He does call Ric Flair the best ever, but he says it's time for him to move on. And I think that could have been a fair shout in
1: 2000. I would say.
0: Russo comes out just before Flair and Package or Luger. You know, start start the match, and say that the playing field needs to be evened up. It's not fair that two crafty veterans can take on two newer guys.
1: Oh, oh, so, sorry, but- mate, we've just we've we have just we have you have glossed over um the lovely Elizabeth ripping uh Luger's clothes off. Um, down the aisle
2: yeah you
1: glossed over that it was like if anyone knows the Eurovision song contest and Bucks Fizz it was like that like you know only English people really might know that but the the way he like you know ripped off his trousers and ripped off his top it was just it was bloody crazy and he was ripped to shreds
0: Jesus Christ he was ripped now Luger at the time was a heel as well. And you could tell that with all the pose in the music, it was all very heelish. And Eric Bischoff would, you know, bring this up and say, look, they needed to get o- get Flair and Luger over as Big Face. So why not stick extra guys in the match to make it handicap? And they brought out the Harris twins, who, who have been, been Jacob mentioned- and Eli Blue in, in our WrestleMania podcast. Yep. Um, There was Skull
1: and 8-Ball.
0: Skull and 8-Ball as well, yeah, in in another one. And here they are as the Harris Twins. And, oh, man, there's not a lot to go on. It's it's short matches all night. Let's just make that clear.
1: But, dude, the fucking Harris Twins as well. Right, I can't put this across to people enough. Ric Flair's wearing a fucking polo shirt and dress and, and like, suit trousers, yeah, yeah. and And dress shoes. Like, you know, the dress shoes with the shiny, slidey leather bottoms on them, like <laughs> them kind of fucking shoes. And he wrestles a few matches in them. The Harris boys turn up in T-shirts, shirt, um, suit trousers and also dress shoes. So not wrestling boots or nothing. And these are it's like,
0: like, six- like nobody, it looks like it was written on the fly and nobody was ready to work.
1: Dude, it's nuts. I don't understand, like, how, first of all, how they weren't sliding around all over the place in the ring. Um, You know, they're, they're, they're like, wrestling in Winkle Picker shoes, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> With pointed toes. Like, it is so crazy, and that, right?
0: Like, and that is our first Winkle Picker reference
1: it's... <laughs> across ten
0: episodes.
1: You know, there, there's a line from Madden where he talks about, he says uh, in one of the later matches, oh, um, uh, we're, uh, he's saying, uh, "What does he say?" He says, "Rick Rick Flair's look at, dressed like a golf pro, and um, and the franchise is teeing off, or something like that."
0: We'll get to Shane Douglas. Don't worry about that.
1: Yeah, I knew you'd love it—the <laughs> mention of his name. Um,
0: you get a decent, you get a decent pop for Rick Flair chopping Johnny the Bull. Yes. Uh, Flair takes his top rope bump. You know, it's all pretty. And, I mean, you don't really catch it on camera, and they don't even replay it. But Liz drops disco.
1: Yeah, that's on the outside. The but yeah, but not... he gets carried off. He gets carried off by two mafia types. Did you catch two that? Goons, yeah. Two goons. They're fucking goons, part of yeah. the family. They come the like this. Honestly, the 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 pace the pace of this pay per view. I mean, even I mean, I'm a sound guy. Right. I I, I have I've studied at university um, sound design technology, music technology, sound recording. Right. And I also dabbled in Foley, which is sound effects for movies and TV and stuff like that. The mixing, the sound mixing on this pay-per-view is just as hectic as the actual event itself the volumes and everything like you can't always catch what the uh, commentators are saying you can't always hear it over the crowd mix the volumes are not great it is like it's like chaos like i said to jordan before we even started recording this like it was so hectic, this pay-per-view. Now, we make notes when, when we do this, okay? So if you can imagine, like, we're watching a pay-per-view and then we have to obviously write a couple of things down and take our eyes off it for a couple of seconds or whatever, whatever. Like, we've got, like, I've got 10 pages of notes for this. I needed like, a
0: break. I had yeah, to stop half of Jordan, break, yeah.
1: yeah, he had a break and stuff so- because it was, like, so full on. Like, the pace of this pay-per-view was, like, at plus... Fifty and like even the sound and the way that the, the the sound was mixed and that was just absolutely insane and it was just it was frying my brain. It was absolutely I had to do it in two parts. It was frying my brain.
0: Just just to uh, inform our listeners and viewers, I didn't go to university like my posh friend here. <laughs> I uh, I got my I got my learning on the streets
1: on the streets, so. baby. <laughs> and to be honest, like you know, I it, it's um I do. I still make music and I still do a few bits here and there, and I rap and sing and whatnot, and produce tracks and stuff like that, but that's not actually what I do for a job. Um, but yeah, I did go to university and study sound design and um, stuff like that, and it was just it, it was just making my brain frazzle listening to how this, the, 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 how it was mixed. It was just fucking busy is the word in it very it was
0: busy.
1: Very busy.
0: And this first match is a mess.
1: (laughs) Russo Uh, calls... (laughs) Russo calls uh, Lex Luger the very small package. uh, He does. He
0: calls him a very small package. I'm like... I'll
1: tell you what. This is a shout out to my friend. Okay? Me and my buddy, Danny. All right? Um, Danny D... We always called Luger because of the amount of steroids that the guy has probably done. We called him Empty Sack Luger. (laughs) It was like our name for him because the amount of steroids he's done has probably obliterated his testicular area. So (laughs) Jordan's just like, why do I do a podcast with this fucker? But. But he's like, you know,
0: Luger's balls, and we're not even ten minutes in.
1: We're not even ten minutes. <laughs> we're not even balls deep yet, and we're talking about um, uh, the the very small package, empty sack Luger. I,
0: I do have one moment from Luger which cracked me up like to no end. He just stands there as big Vito's going to the top rope. Luger stands there and just shrugs his shoulders whilst could, he's waiting. Yeah,
1: for he just looks at him like he's like he he might as well have just looked at his watch. It was like <laughs> cartoonish. <laughs>
0: It's, yeah, it's such a mess. Um, there's a bit of decent agility from Johnny the Ball. Um,
2: uh,
1: and
0: then it, Luger, Luger racks him. Luger racks him and we're done. We're out of
1: here. I can't stop laughing, right? Because so many points in his pay-per-view, like even Russo, he turns up and he's got Ric Flair's Rolex on his neck chain that he yeah. stole in the last episode. Like, he, oh, dude, it's, you know... It is just so crazy. And it's not that there wasn't talent on, on this roster. There was clearly talent on this roster. There
0: but, was a lot of talent missing as well from the show.
1: You know, and but no one... There was... Oh, fucking how can I put it? There weren't really no wrestling going on. Like, it was... No, not It was very soap opera-y and very just... Busy, just a lot going on. Like I say, we love Vince Russo, but like you said, it was too many fingers in too many pies. Um, you know, there was too many cooks spoiling the broth at this point. I mean, yeah. was Kevin Sullivan even involved in, in, in any way, shape or form? Because I thought he was gone, bruv, by, by now. No, I,
0: I think he's still around at this point. And just, I'm pretty sure Terry Taylor's got a, got a job there still.
1: Taylor's there because he introduces, he, he tells Terry Funk where to go for the hardcore Yeah, that's action,
0: right. He tells him where Norman's smile fucking is. fucking yeah.
1: great. It was probably one of my favourite parts. Ah, oh, fucking great. It, we'll get it's to it. A very we'll get it.
2: It's very entertaining
1: pay-per-view. You know, it, 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 as good or bad as people might think it is, it's bloody entertaining, so much so that I've got two VHSs of it. So suck. Out.
0: <laughs> mean Gene is uh, with Mike Awesome. Who has only just defected? I've forgotten a lot about this, so I yeah. went back and and had a look, and
2: Mm-mm.
0: you know, WCW had to pay ECW six figures to get him out of his contract. Mike um, Orson debuted the night, the sorry, the non the Nitro the week before the Spring Stampede by attacking Kevin Nash. He was still ECW champion when he turned up, um, and this is something I didn't know. Mike Awesome is Hulk Hogan's nephew. Is that correct? That's what Eric Bischoff said in uh, in his podcast.
1: Uh, I did not know that. Um, I'm
0: absolutely struck by that one.
1: uh, But you know the you know the funny thing though, Mike Awesome is probably one of the most rounded wrestling talents. I would say he he kind of had it all, dude. Like he was a fucking he was. He was a big guy. He could move. You
2: know?
0: WCW really dropped the ball with Mike Awesome, And I suppose the WWEF did as well to that point. Um, yeah, Awesome is getting interviewed. Bam Bam Bigelow interrupts him. Bam Bam. You know, again, I've, you forget who's still on TV at this point. It's a bit of a surprise. Calls him a jabroni.
1: Because of a awesome, awesome,
0: Bam yeah.
1: Bam Bam had worked in ECW for quite a long time, um, on and off. Bam Bam, yeah. uh, one of one of the greats. We we love Bam Bam on this uh, on this show, and yeah, awesome doing the promo. You know, uh, there's a lot of in in that promo itself. Mike Awesome says hell and damn about five or six times and it all gets, you know, cut out oh, and does cut it? It out. Gets
0: bleeped out. Okay.
1: Yeah, it doesn't get bleeped, it just gets um, you know, silence.
0: Um yeah, awesome jumps bam bam and that's it. Like we move on, like to our next match, which is I believe it's for the TNA heavyweight title.
1: <laughs> it's fucking cheap pop central this match. It is
0: it's it's Jimmy Hart who comes out to ring with a guy named Hale, who I never seen or saw wrestle in my life, mm. against local, occasional national radio personality, Man Cow. Yeah, and yeah, TNA title online. Uh, line. <laughs> sorry, I, I won't do that again. But like, uh, it should have been a dark match.
1: It it's was for the local. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I mean it's fucking terrible. It's it's yeah. it is truly terrible. It makes a mockery of wrestling this match, and I don't often say that about gimmicky matches, but it was it was more the stuff. if you if you if you already think wrestling's fake and then you watch this match, you're gonna be like fucking told you, look at this. Yeah, but it's
0: look, it's, it's dog and shit. And we get to, we get to it in like in the match, like even the announcers Aren't it? Aren't taking this seriously? Um,
2: they call it a Man cat fight.
0: In, Man, cow gets in two cheap pops with Chicago and yeah, whatever. Like I'm trying, I'm really trying to be positive, but the quicker we get through this, the better. Yeah, Madden screams cat fight when they start rolling around. Yeah, Um Madden also causes utter nonsense, and Tony agrees. And yeah. so do. It's crap. They Fuck waste it. a riff bump. They waste ref bumps are supposed to be what one and one on a big show maybe yeah and and there was
1: there's about five ref bumps in this fucking pay per view
0: and they waste one on this shite. Um, one of the sidekicks for man cow is called turd. Something I heard in the commentary. Yeah,
1: bro, who who the fuck? One of them looks like odd job. Um, from. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like a slightly oriental looking guy with a fucking bowler hat. And then you've got like another, like Akeem the African Dream, but an actual black fella in like a Dashiki with like a walking stick.
0: Then I only know that one was called Turd.
1: Yeah, but which so one though, bro?
0: Probably the other one.
1: Well, let's hope yeah. it bloody was the other one. And it, you know, yeah. I fucking, I was like, this is madness. You know, another. Gosh. Yeah, another thing about this show, bro, nothing is explained very well. We're just assumed that we know stuff. Um, you know. Oh, We've got, we got
0: a video package beforehand of Jimmy Hart attacking him at the radio station.
1: And hurting his eye. He had a patch oh, on his eye oh, and weird. it was called an eye for an eye match.
0: Um, <laughs> which brings us to our eye for an eye match coming up next weekend on Extreme Rules. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah no let's let's ignore extreme rules let's just scroll right past that manco uses a chair and wins who cares
2: yeah no one's I've, got
0: the end, I've, got, I've, got, I've even got on my notes at the end of this fuck this shit um and then kidman comes out and beats up jimmy hart like there's no heat in this
1: and they try to play it as if Oh, uh Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan are yeah. in, inextricably linked. So that's why was the,
0: heel. the Jimmy was the heel in this match, so they're not gonna care.
1: No.
2: Like I just
0: yeah. But you know, let's we move on. Uh, Russo is backstage. We get a lot of backstage skits, like we said, he's giving giving the telling off to uh Harris Twins and the Marmelukes for losing. And then we have our first match in the US title tournament, The Wall. What a name, The Wall, um, yeah. against Scott Steiner. And Scott Steiner gets a good pop. Does he? Does he come out to the old Steiner music on yours? Um, no, I
1: don't We've think so. have got the
0: Steiner line theme.
1: Oh, Steiner line! Yeah.
0: yeah, he does. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does. I thought, what's going on here? Surely he's like he's got a bit of music by now but no
1: dude Um, and and scott steiner is absolutely fucking ripped at this point here we go
0: i've got here wcw bought a lot of ico pro
1: dude this guy is is juicy juicy. jacked he's jacked it you know oh he you know he's vein popping like a motherfucker um he's absolutely huge um
0: this match is very quick. There's low blows by each of them. And then outside the ring, there's a table. Um, Steiner pokes Wall in the eye. Apparently, Wall can't see out of both eyes after getting hit in one. Yeah. And he slams the ref through a table. Another ref bump.
2: Yeah. Chokeslams the ref great through a table. Bump.
0: And another ref comes in and it's a DQ. Despite the relaxed DQ rules for the night, um, I don't get it. Waste of time.
1: I mean, like, like you say, we, 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 um, we try and be positive out about a lot of stuff. But you, I mean, if you can see in the video, I'm just holding my head in my hands. Um, it's one of these <laughs> ones where you know you, I
0: not so... enough
1: dean malenko on this show that's what it is no it's there's not enough malenko i mean <laughs> we were doing the sound check <laughs> we we're doing the sound check at the beginning of the show and jordan says uh, you know the greatest wrestler dean malenko and i was like check check not as good as disco inferno check check <laughs> you know we we love to have banter on this show you know what i mean we we just we're just having a laugh you know and when you watch some wrestling events they're so tongue-in-cheek you know you have to take it you've got to have fun because if you you can't take it too seriously because you just end up ripping it to shreds and that's what this is what i i I see a lot of um wrestling podcasts and, and and wrestling interviews they take themselves and the business too seriously and it's fucking entertainment and you've got to find it funny you know you find good bits of wrestling like even in this match there was a really great classic Steiner belly to belly. Um, yeah. You know, even the choke slam of the ref through the table was a great that's, choke slam through the table. As this match
0: was, yeah. it yeah, was great. A of bits.
1: And but there was a funny bit where at the end of the match, um, Big Papa pumps in, in in the middle of the ring, and the camera pans to him. And you you know when the camera pans to him, usually they look at it and they say something. And you could you could actually hear his brain. Thinking, I've got to say something here. And he looks at... It's a fucking classic moment. Because he looks at the camera and he just goes... And just walks up. <laughs> like, it's fucking great. And then in, in one of the matches, when he look In one another one of his matches, because he's just won. He's through to the next round. He looks into the camera, starts saying something. And he's halfway through it and they cut him off. <laughs> and it's just like... Ah, oh, the word "clusterfuck" was invented for this show. I think. Um, I, 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 I you know,
0: well,
1: yeah. I fully believe that. But we find it's entertaining. It's very funny, and I think I will probably, you know, I don't often watch this show, but I think I'm gonna watch it again all the way through, but without making notes because it was yeah. literally I was I was having to stop it and like you know write write I was, stuff, yeah. you know, and it was it, just it's just like, quick, yeah. It, you know i want to enjoy it i want to sit because it's an enjoyable and it's a fun show um you know and it's funny in parts there's a lot of bloopers botches funny moments um, oh boy yeah. head scratching moments you know it's fucking classic man <laughs>
0: um mean gene <laughs> again we get a lot of mean gene tonight uh he's with the cat ernest miller cat thought that now does he say because i'm I had to play this twice. I still didn't quite get it. I'm pretty sure sure, he said that James Brown was going to be his opponent tonight.
1: Yeah, he, he said... Uh, he, I I think he said, oh, James Brown's supposed to be here or Music something.
0: legend, James Brown.
1: Yeah, because James Brown did actually show he up. does
0: turn up later on, yeah, on, in a different a, show.
1: On a different show, yes. Because, um, like I say, we, we've got... <laughs> me and Jordan, there's not much we haven't seen WCW-wise, you know? And, like those things you know but yes he does he does talk about and remember so earlier on we had an and this is the thing the interviews are like they they're cut in sporadically and sometimes it's a little bit confusing so we had the interview before where it was um ming Jean Oakland was with Mike Awesome and they just assume that you know stuff so Mike Awesome his opponent was going to be the cat right Yeah. And then Bam Bam Bigelow, for whatever reason, comes and beats up Mike Awesome. So then now Bam we've bam, got... bam
0: jumps the cat in the uh, in the interview.
1: Yes, and then yeah, and then now Ernest Miller, the cat, is having an interview, and Bam Bam comes and attacks him. So then you're yeah. like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Because the replaces, next
0: match, yeah, it Bam Bam just comes out and replaces the cat. To take on Mike Awesome in the US title tournament, yeah, and straight away you get ECW chance. You know he is, he was the ECW champion. He lost it to Taz. You know he was a WWF guy, and it was all just kind of in that week. Yet he moved over to WCW. It was pretty crazy. Um, I've just got here. Awesome's impressive, man. Like his his dive over the top was always good. mullet mullet is strong. It's really strong. This the one. mullet
1: is strong with this one. one. Yeah, um,
0: you've got a big headbutt from Bam Bam. You know, it's 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 a tidy little match. And then Ernest Miller arrives. He comes out.
1: <laughs> can can and, I just? But before that, sorry, bro. Before that. There's a great part, is it, where where Michael's him gets thrown against the the rail, and he doesn't realize the camera's right in his face, and he's talking to the people in the crowd. He's like, "Just move, just move, just move," yeah. and then, bam, bam, comes running in, and he like throws him into the crowd, and they start fighting in the, you know, flipped. He gets flipped on the chair. It's fucking. That is my favorite part of this match. So good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I
0: think I think we can I can match it when the Cat arrives. Oh yeah. And he says, "You know, move out of the way. He's going to put his red shoes on, and he's
1: going to dance." Yeah, because he super kicks. He super kicks uh, Bam Bam. Yeah. He comes in. He goes. Even though he's holding his head, he's like, "Even though I'm injured, he's like, I still got to dance." And he goes, "You just shut up, and while I put on my red shoes." And he's yeah, got these he fucking his, red his, shoes. His slippers, <laughs> and, yeah. And he puts them on, and he just he goes, "Hit my music," and then he just. <laughs>
2: He starts,
0: yeah, just having a little little jig, and uh, and uh, awesome hits him with the awesome splash for the win.
1: Yep, a, a nice clothesline, an awesome clothesline, because he does a really great clothesline off the top. Yeah. Um, and then he yeah he hits him with the uh, the splash.
0: He gets, he gets froggy, yeah. The
1: so one, yeah. two, three, and uh, he's uh, awesome. Keep they keep censoring damn and hell. Because he keeps saying okay. it, Mike. Awesome. He's, you know, the problem. He's been used to being in ECW, so he's just.
0: Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could probably say hell on most TV shows.
1: Don't know, man. There was a. St- I mean, even in American, in some in yeah, some states, yeah. you can't say hell or damn.
0: Even damn, you probably say. It. I mean, they don't edit out any of this stuff. They don't <clears> on the on the network. They just let it roll. So I don't know what's. Uh, what was going on at Turner's video department again?
1: He didn't cut no matches from this, though. This is a good 160 minutes. This is a good two-hour and 40-minute show. So we're, we're all good for that. There was nothing yeah. cut out of this bad boy.
0: They've, uh, they've finally seen the error of their ways.
1: Fuck yeah, man.
0: And we got a Vince Russo, Eric Bischoff backstage bit. It's, it's nothing. It, it's something that you could have just left.
1: Russo just telling him to calm down, isn't it?
0: That's it. it. That's all it was. It was him telling him to stay calm or calm down. It's like okay, that's that's thirty second wait thirty seconds just wasted. Like
1: um and they've got trying, they've been trying to
0: fill time. Fuck great. But they've
1: got um Kidman with uh Tori Wilson just canoodling as well, constantly yeah. throughout this.
0: Again. Um Mean Gene again is with is with Bagwell and Shane Douglas.
1: The boss daddy.
0: And yeah, Buff Bagwell. I'll get to, we'll get to Buff because I've got a lot to say about Bagwell, and it's not bad. Like I'm not, I'm, I love, I'm very positive about Bagwell. Love
1: the Buff Daddy man. You got to love him. But
0: I'm not positive about Shane Douglas the franchise, and I'm using that in quotes for anyone not watching.
1: What did they call um, him? The something dude.
0: Yeah, they they do. Someone does call him the dynamic dude. Dynamic later dude. On. Yeah, because
1: yeah,
0: like, as a as a rib, but like. <laughs> seriously shane douglas he was what e c w heavyweight champion and what did that in he must have felt entitled to all sorts at that point, but you know he'll always be dean douglas to me, and you know that jobber that he got jobbed out on an episode of superstars in the, 90- in the early nineties you know stuff like that i just yeah whatever shane douglas, he, can't they
1: draw, he can't draw a dime he could as they
0: say um they just shout that new blood's the future blah 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 yeah, um, and we get to what is our next match, and this. Now I've read about this before, and I read that they called the Harlem Heat two thousand the worst tag team in wrestling, and I mean that's that's a pretty bold statement.
1: I I mean this new Harlem Heat are probably
0: this is what worse. it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the new Harlem Heat, Stevie Ray and Big T. Formerly known as Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. But Ahmed or Big T had not been on the ICO Pro. Let's just put it that way.
1: Uh just quickly, bro, you've got saying on your screen there down the bottom. On the bottom. On it on on your screen. It's about restarting to install Windows or something.
0: Oh Lord. Don't need that, do we?
1: Restart tonight.
0: No chance.
1: Get out of here. Yeah. You're ruining our recording, goddamn! Get Bill Shame, Gates. Man. Get Bill Gates in here. Fucking Windows
0: ninety eight. I'm gonna get my chief, my chief mudhole stomper. To, uh...
1: <laughs> the stompy has become the stomper. <laughs> we're live, folks. We're fucking yeah, live. We're live. We don't live, edit Pat. none of this shit, man. We talk about testicles. We've got Windows things popping up. We don't give a shit, man. Chat, grapple, and cheat pops, son.
0: And, yeah, we... (laughs) we, Big T, Ahmed.
1: Ahmed Johansson, yeah.
0: I don't think he'd he'd not been on the protein shakes or anything.
2: He's a big laugh.
1: This iteration of Harlem Heat is... It's strange because you've still got Booker T in the company. Yeah. Um... To which
0: but there's, it's moving on from this.
1: Yeah, there's there's a there's an interview literally straight after this match with Booker T, uh, and he's he's in this pay per view. Um, also Sharmell's in it, but she's not called Charmelle, is she? No, she's she, called. He uh,
0: makes an appearance later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Bischoff, I I will every now and again keep referring to, the podcast that he does, eighty three weeks, um. He said he freely admits that Stevie Ray is saddled with Big T slash Ahmed. Uh, and also, you've got Jay Biggs and Cash with them coming to ringside. Um, now, Biggs was, he was like the the lawyer. He played, he also was part of the nation of domination.
1: Yeah, but he wasn't called that. What was his name in the uh, nation, he wasn't
0: man? Biggs. Oh, Lord, now.
1: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to quickly Google that because
0: um, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I can't I'm remember.
1: I I, I, I do remember he was um, in the nation.
0: And Cash is just this jacked up guy who I have Clarence no Clarence Mason. Clarence Mason. There Clarence we go. Clarence
1: Mason. Yeah, yeah, in the nation. Yeah.
0: And sorry, Harlem Heat 2000. Good God. Taking on Douglas and Bagwell uh, in the Tag Team Titles semi-final, and this is where I'm going to go off a little bit on Bagwell. This guy screams babyface to me,
1: bro. He's buff from, and he's got the stuff.
0: Entrance, from his entrance, you know where he's he's like he's all like wildly excited when his pyro's going off. I mean, this is a guy that broke his neck in ninety ninety eight on Thunder. They brought him back and he, he got some of the craziest pops for coming like when he came back, when he came back out on TV, and you know, in a wheelchair and that saying he's gonna be back and everything. It's like this is this could be your new top guy easily, without yep. a doubt. And they they bring him back and they have him turn heels straight away. They they lose every ounce of momentum on buff. Like, but we spoke about buff before. We um, did. On his original heel turn on Scotty Riggs, and how great he was in front of the camera.
1: But he he had so and much. He, he was even even when he was being a heel, he was he was getting like full of face criticism. pops. Like yeah. he was, they loved him because he, he's buff and he's got the stuff, dude. That's what you know. What I mean, yeah.
0: It. I just he could have been so much more, and it it still disappoints me that they didn't. Give Buff the the sort of treatment he probably deserved because he was so good in front of the camera.
1: He, he he had he had that um he had it dude he had it he yeah. loved it in front of That's the camera. It. He had a great physique. He could he could he could talk. He was good in the ring. Um, you know he he always had um you know good uh you know what's it uh, ring attire um you know he he was absolutely great. You know Buff Bagwell was. You know, they could have done a heck of a lot more with Buff Bagwell than than they did. And it was disappointing that they didn't. I mean, I still think one of his greatest matches was that strap match against Johnny Riggs uh, that we covered in one of our pay-per-views before. Um, You know, it was a great match. That just showcased...
0: Except for for that lousy American Males song.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't got that on my phone or anything.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we it's, it's it's a poor match, you know. Again, we we keep going to keep stressing that there are a lot of poor matches on the show. Quick yeah. poor matches. Uh, there's zero reaction when Shane Douglas gets a hot tag. What a fucking shock that is! Um, <laughs> he hits a really poor fisherman buster for a three count, and that's it. We move on. I think Harlem Heat argue in the ring afterwards.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: and yeah. And they they quickly cut back to Gene, Mean Gene, in the in the back with Booker T, or Booker as they're calling him. They argued over the the letter T at some point in WCW. But
1: he's named uh, he's named after Booker T Washington, who's um, but, a, a a predominant um, character, uh, a, a real life person, Booker T Washington. So
0: Booker. Says he's got some similarities with the new blood, but he's not new blood, and it's a pretty you know,
1: it's a pretty it meh. A, prime yeah, it
0: not doesn't, doesn't get you amped up for the next match, which isn't that bad.
1: Next, next match
0: a, ain't too bad. And Sting, yeah, and Sting gets a decent pop, you know, but Madden hates Sting, he hates on him yeah, a lot. So, he's not giving the viewers at home anything to, like, you know, there's not a lot of love for Sting from Mark um, it's I've got here, it's not spectacular, but it's the best thing on the show so far.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, Booker gets uh, thrown into a camera, or the cameraman, which is a good yeah. uh, part of the match. But with all of these matches, I mean, even to a point, the main event, not long matches at all. I think the
0: main event's the longest match.
1: I think the fucking entrances for the main event are the longest part of the bloody show. I,
0: I put I put, it was like a Prime Undertaker match, you know, where oh. you've got like five minutes of entrance. Um, or or a boxing main event, you know, where it just...
1: Yeah.
0: The entrances sometimes last longer than the fight.
1: Like Prince Nazeem. Let's mention that that guy, Prince Nazim Hamed, you know what I mean? His entrances, he was, you know, the prince.
0: Um, It's just, yeah, it's just, it's pretty mad. Like, you know, it's decent axe kick from Booker. Sting's moving around a lot in this one. He's doing his best to get it over. And I think that's fair play to Sting. That he doesn't have to put his working boots on straight away because he's you know for whatever reason we won't get into that straight right like now but we will later on and yeah it's it's a decent it's a decent go of it it's not very long sting hits the scorpion death drop gets the win by
1: yeah. by this point in the year 2000 i saw sting and i was like fucking yawn son yawn i was done oh, really? with him i was done with sting yeah. by this point oh. um you know, I I was done with him. You know, we'd seen him the early hot take 90s. Chris. With, hot take, bruv. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it was just, you know, my thing with Sting, right? Sting is, he's a, he's a guy who's been in the business a very long time, but Sting is only as good as the person he's wrestling. Can I say that?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: He has his best matches, obviously, with better workers, you know. So he can't really. There's not a lot Sting does, bruv. There ain't a lot. Hot take. I don't give a shit. We're here, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, he's got his Stinger Splash, you know. He, you know, he's got the Stinger Splash. He's got the Scorpion Death Flop, He's got the St- Death Drop.
0: Sting works some good matches with Luger and stuff and like Luger ain't the worker.
1: Meh. I mean, meh. i just, yeah. meh. not having it. Not having That's it, fair. bruv. I'm not having it. All right. Give me Disco Inferno um any day. <laughs> but yeah. you know what would be a dream match? Disco Inferno versus Val Venus. Give me that.
0: Wow. <laughs> I, I genuinely wasn't expecting that sort of dream match to come out.
1: Dream
2: now man.
0: Venus in the, disco. the disco man. Um, Sting and Booker T have a fist bump in the middle of the ring. There's a little applause for it.
1: But they don't, They the, the, the commentary team don't like it or parts of it because basically they're saying, look, Russo's given everything to Booker and he's yeah. throwing it back in his face.
0: The disc to the new blood.
1: Yeah, and you see something. Later on in the pay per view, where he says, "Look, I'll let you get away with all the the potato in or the spud in," but he says potato in. Yeah. Uh, like he fucking, know what
2: fist bump is.
1: Yeah, he goes, you know, I'll I'll let you get away with all that. He said, but you got to fucking do me a favor. He he talks about it later um, on in the pay per view. But yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, you know, it's just another sting match, bruv. That's the way. There's certain wrestlers that i can just say like oh uh, it's just another sting match you know yeah, let me tell you who sting had his best matches with kurt angle in tna
2: oh fuck
1: say something oh, say
0: something. No, I, I, I thought we'd already
1: fucking got the say something no he had he had fantastic my favorite sting matches are the ones he had with aj styles and um uh kurt angle in tna And yes, he was at the arse end of his career. He joined TNA in something like 2003, um, three years after this. But he had some great matches there with with AJ. Give a shit.
0: (laughs) The preceding announcement was brought to you by TNA Wrestling.
1: (laughs) By Dixie Carter.
0: (laughs) It wasn't, thank God. Um, It would have been a clusterfuck. You
1: know, um, Dixie Carter's actually related to one of Ant and Deck. Did I say that before?
0: Yeah, we've yeah we've <laughs> been over that point.
1: Uh, our American well, viewers probably have no fucking idea who Ant and Deck are.
0: There are but, a couple there are a couple of clowns who have been on our TV way too long. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just clear that up for everyone.
1: But they are ready yeah. to rumble.
0: Oh no! Oh,
1: I, I'm sorry, Daisy.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mean Gene is with Eric Bischoff, Tori Wilson, and Kidman. Now it's. A bit of memorabilia time.
1: Oh yeah, what well, you got? What well you got, baby? It.
0: This is an Eric Bischoff WWE Eric Bischoff ruthless aggression. Yeah, dude. A series twelve uh, still in its packaging. Why would you take it out?
1: Why? Um, yeah. you, you know, it's funny. There's guys that literally get mint on card things and open them and just have them. They want them fresh. It's like, dude, what know. you doing, man?
0: Not uh it's not not, cool. uh, not our style. If it's if it's in the box, it stays in the box.
1: As we say in England, it's just not cricket.
0: <laughs> Bischoff is worried that Hogan is on his way, um, Kidman's not worried. Um
1: yeah. that
2: brings us to Match.
1: He, he says, he says, oh, if he wasn't, and they're trying to play out that the fact that, that Kidman went in and beat up Hart. Oh, if he wasn't going to come down before, he's definitely going to come down now after you've beaten Jimmy Hart up.
2: Oh, Fuck's yeah. sake,
1: that's, jeez! That's, yeah, when I'm, Hogan I'm... shows up, I'll oh, tell you,
0: <laughs> Vampiro and Kidman. Kidman's with Tory Wilson in the uh, another quarterfinal match for the US title. It's a pretty quick pace. It's... Although I'm gonna admit, like you, you have your hot take with Sting. I have mine with Vampiro. Didn't get it.
1: You're not a fan of vamps? No. I think yeah. um, I I think Vampiro. I I I like him. I like the character of Vampiro. But I think. You know he speaks fluent uh, Spanish. He's got. Oh, yeah, he uh,
0: he got to triple A in that, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he's got a Mexican missus or did have, he's got a Mexican child. Um, he's um and and let me just say as well, I I don't think Vampiro is too well at the moment. He was there there's he said that he thinks that he's got early stage dementia um at the moment because he there was a video that came up online where he was um, really upset and saying, you know, sometimes he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing or what his name is and stuff. And let's be honest, the wrestling business, um, you know, these these guys, some of these guys put themselves through shit, man. Um, And, yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I mean, Vampiro, I enjoyed him. There's also... I'll, I'll be
0: honest as well, wrestling business wasn't very really clean. Back then.
1: No, you're There's correct, lot man. Lot you're correct. A it... lot of
0: gimmicks and pills and all sorts of shit flying around. And
1: Dude, you know what? Yeah, Vampiro... this is, is, this
0: is, is, isn't this the year that Juventud Guerrero got high and run around a, an Australia hotel naked threatening to kill police officers and stuff? Is this
1: oh, was that, 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 that year? year? Possibly, yeah, I man. This, I
0: think it's 2000, yeah.
1: Um, Vampiro's done some crazy stuff, man. Vampiro's done... Um... Programs on Mexican or, or um, Puerto Rican TV where he goes to haunted sites, all in Spanish. Um, he's, he's done seances and stuff. He was into Satanism and things like that. Um, Vamp- I tell you what, right? Vampiro's got some crazy stuff. Um, and also, one of the guys that trained Jordan and myself actually appears in a Vampiro documentary That is online because Vampiro came over to the UK and he did some Hammerlock and FWA shows. Um, and yes, he's on he's on a few of them, but we're not talking about British wrestling anyway for the time being. Um, No, we're not. But um, also Vampiro was in a very strange, a very strange little promotion, right? Uh, it's just every time I think of Vampiro. I remember him from this thing because I believe he might have been their first ever champion and it was wrestling society X. Have you ever heard of the
0: one that was on MTV? Yeah, that's
1: correct. Right. Wrestling society X. It, it was fucking for its time and what was going on. It was way before its time. Um, it was just not really done by wrestling people. The talent that they had, and the the people they. It was like they, TNA then. They, but yeah, you know. But I, I, I still enjoy watching uh, Wrestling Society X. And you've got Evan Bourne or Matt Bourne, who was who, who was in it. You had um what the uh, loads of people that are in AEW were in it. Um, you had it. It was pretty good, man and you had also Vampiro was in it so yeah i mean Vampiro's like Marmite you know what i mean you love it or you hate it um and i mean i i i, I liked Vampiro but i think that's just because i used to have dreadlocks and i liked his hair um but he, he you know he could work but if you don't if you don't like him you don't like him you know like Milenko I mean, he
0: gels he gels a lot better in this match with Kidman than he does later on when we see him
1: there's some the stiff- crowd is dead. There's some stiff shots in this though, bro. Some real, I think uh, Kidman fucks something up and Vampiro gives him a stiff kick to the fucking chest.
0: Hey, yeah, he might have done, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pretty stiff There's shot. A
0: couple of, but even his kicks seemed a little little, little, low, Flaky, flaky
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Like I said, the crowd's dead until we get one of our biggest pops of the night, which almost proves Eric Bischoff's, Eric Bischoff's point about established stars. Because Hulk Hogan turns up and the place goes nuts.
1: This is Hulk
0: Hogan in the year 2000.
1: Yeah, this is the year 2000. Hulk Hogan, um, after being hit with a Hummer, uh, he was in a car and they whacked into the side of the Hummer. Because they're even saying, you know, Bischoff was saying, look, Kidman, it wasn't you that put Hogan in the hospital. It was the fact that he got hit with a Hummer. That put him in the hospital and he was saying, Who discharges themselves from hospital, you know, after being hit by a car or whatever, whatever? And then, you know, Hulk Hogan turns up wearing the biggest gold cross I've ever seen in my life. It's like he stole it from the lectern of a church or something. This thing was like (laughs) absolutely huge. He's obviously been, you know,
0: cracking line. We get a cracking line from Mark Madden. He's here for his pay per view bonus.
1: That's correct. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's it.
0: You can end dude. this show now.
1: K Fabe out the fucking window, year yeah. 2000. We know Hogan too much.
0: Bat- <laughs> Hogan Batters Kidman. And um, we get to a point where we have another untrained table.
1: Yeah. Yes. Now, I'm we sick
0: do. of these tables getting work when they're clearly not ready for it.
1: That's correct, man.
0: Because. Yeah, this table doesn't know how to, how to work. Hogan tries to throw Kidman through it, and the table stands firm.
1: It's the announcement desk, was not it? Yeah. It's the announce desk. another fucking green announce desk that doesn't know when to break. Yeah. And he has and... to fucking slam him on it afterwards to break it's, it. Yeah, just
0: a plain slam, just to try and break the table down. Um, and Vampiro gets the win. That's it. It's a... Hogan decides he's then going for Eric Bischoff, so we get more backstage stuff. Hogan goes through a load of empty, like a load of doors that lead to nowhere. He then finds Bischoff. Russo's there as well. A ton of police officers come in, and With this is guns. the first time. Seen... Yeah, Hogan sells the guns like he's never sold before. You know the guns are trained on Hogan and. He's shouting, I'm gonna see you on nitro. So it's a it's an advert for nitro.
1: I'm gonna eat you alive. He says, I'm gonna eat you alive. Yeah,
0: at least he's not trying to eat his ass alive this time. Yeah. Um, but he is gonna eat him alive and oh god, yeah. It's it, it is, it's I'll see you tomorrow at nitro. I'll be there. It's like it's just an advert for the next night. It's not pay-per-view stuff, it's
2: yeah,
0: it's a little bit of silliness, but once that's ended and Hogan's being taken away, Rooster Boy, Terry Taylor is uh, standing in the uh, in the backstage halls,
1: and he's like, "What's going <laughs> on? What's going on?"
0: And our little Rooster snitches on Norman Smiley.
1: He fucking you know, what uh,
0: to, you know what happens to snitches, don't ya? <laughs> he
1: stooges, he stooges him out, and there's he so does. many stooges in this next bit as well. One of yeah. this, this is my favourite match on the card, I think. It's it, the most fun. Yeah. It's the most fun. It's it's great.
0: Uh, because our stooge Terry Taylor, Rooster, Red Rooster Man, tells Terry Funk that he's hiding in catering, Norman, screaming Norman Smiley, is hiding in catering, and then Terry Funk decides to go and try and find him. It, and he asks a- the, the whole room where Norman Smiley is, and they all point to one bit. Absolute fucking stooges, a lot of them. Stooged
1: him out, man. Terry Taylor (laughs) says to him, He's in catering having burritos. Yes.
2: He he
1: says, He's in catering. He goes, You're not starting your match in the ring. He's in catering eating burritos or, you know, in burritos. I swear he says, He's in catering in burritos or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know,
0: it's just, it is. it's, It's Terry Funkin screaming Norman for the hardcore title it's it's a lot of fun you know funk empties the fridge on smiley like and he just like bursts open a load of cans of coke and stuff
1: he rips um, he rips you know like these these little cupboards in inside the walls where they've got like fire extinguishers funk just like rips one of them completely out of the wall he goes to open the door on it and he and he don't know his own strength he just literally like <laughs> rips it out of the wall and there's a gaping hole left in the wall. It's fucking incredible. Like, fire extinguishers, yeah, Coke cans, you know, he slides him in, you know those, those little serving hatches in kitchens?
2: Yeah, he slides, he, like, in slides in him
1: through. Yeah. Slides
0: him through. <laughs> like, there's a bit where Terry Funk ends up head first in a bin. Great. Yeah, uh, You know, or, you, know it's, you know, he uses a laptop on Smiley's head.
1: He calls they it a, a day, Go on.
0: They make the joke that it's Shivani's laptop and...
1: And they call it a slap top. They go, there yeah, you go, it's slap a slap... Top. Yeah. It's, um... They I... go, oh, this is hardcore. And, no, he goes, Norman Smiley. One minute he's screaming and then the next minute he's shouting and attacking funk. He goes, no, that's hardcore. And then he goes, no, that's schizophrenia. Like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Norman, Norman Smiley climbs a ladder to nowhere.
1: To, to he like a climbs
0: pipe. a ladder and holds on to the pipes.
2: Yeah.
0: In the arena, yeah, and... Terry Funk does nothing apart from set up a table underneath him so he can fall through it.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, it, it, it's just like, you know, and how old's the Funker at this point?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I do not know how old he is at this point. He's got to be 60 plus.
1: Because you 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 look at, um, you know, Beyond the Map, where you've got um, Funk supposedly retiring. And doing the ECW deal where he has the three-way dance with um, your favourite, um, the franchise, and uh, someone else. I can't remember who it is. But uh, he, he to put ECW over. And he was supposed to. He was supposed to get a really big payday from WWE, and he turned it down to put ECW over.
0: Yeah, that's, that's Terry Funk. He's a... Uh mid aged and crazy, right?
1: Mid-aged, yeah, you know, and he's old at this point, man. I mean, Kevin, yeah. F- uh, Kevin Funk, uh, Terry Funk is, um, you know, he, I, I mean, Terry Funk's shoes, uh, his trainers are even famous. You know, he gets choke slammed out of his trainers. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, King of Mid, yeah.
1: You know, and th- there's a funny, there's a funny thing with Mick Foley where he talks about that, and he comes, he that all that shit's gone on in the in the infamous hell in a cell. And he falls through the cell, the chair falls on his face, and when he comes round, all he can see is two two trainers and he's like, Where'd those shoes come from? Like he even says, like, he doesn't even know what's gone on, you know. It's um but they were Terry Funk's shoes. He went in there to save to save his old
0: time, yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: to buy him some time. It's um yeah, Terry Funk's old at this point, man. He's done a lot, you know. It's um year two thousand and the Funker is you know, yeah. well, we'll get to what we we'll get to what happens. You know, he, he, you
0: know, they, they eventually get to the ring. Yep. Um, and we got we got time for Norman Smiley's wiggle, yep. as they were calling it, where he, I don't know, he bends his opponent over and starts
1: slapping dancing. his booty. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's a little bit weird. It's weird. It, it,
2: it's as strange. he's doing
0: that, Terry Funk reaches back with a chair and just whacks him. Right? Yeah. So it's pretty fun. And then Dustin, Dustin Rhodes makes his way out and hits uh, Terry Funk with a pile driver on a chair. I'm like, this man's like sixty plus, surely at, yeah. at least, and he's taking pile drivers on chairs. Like, come on!
1: I mean, to yeah. be fair to him, he was putting his hand up and protecting himself with a few chair shots. He took quite a yeah, few. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He he took quite a few unprotected ones. But he was, he was, even the, um, Madden was talking about, oh, he's putting his hands up there, so he's taking the brunt of it. And then Siobhan is like, well, no, he's still getting a little bit on the end of it, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, and this is, yeah, it just gets weird. Like, funk gets up, smiley's, you know, Terry funk drops a ladder on Norman Smiley. Dude, to that, get the win.
1: That final, um, yeah, because what what happens, yeah, you know, Dustin gets involved and then he ends up getting whacked by a ladder and falling um Funk ends up getting him and whacking him he falls on the ladder. But then yeah, this big ladder, the final um the final ladder shot is literally like Terry Funk holding this ladder at the bottom and he just like fucking whacks him like it's a chair yeah. on the ground. It's brutal. And then yeah, Funk gets the wing. You know, and Funk even <laughs> Did you see Funk's humping at the end when he won? <laughs> he was like walking and doing like a little walkie hump thing.
0: <laughs> little dance. Little yeah.
1: Funk hump. It was it was crazy.
0: Did you get the promo for the free mouse pad? No. <laughs> see? Good old Turner cutting a few bits off just for fun. Um,
2: Damn. Uh, There's a,
0: there a promo for anyone that bought the pay-per-view. If you sent in your receipt or... Whatever your cable bill, you would get a free WCW mouse pad.
1: Dude, I've got two VHSs. Where's my fucking two mouse pads, mouse mats? Come on, man! I might I even send proof that. of purchase of these. They've got barcodes on them. Jeez, one of them's brand fucking new. Yeah. Ask,
0: we'll Ask Vince Russo if he's got any spare ones.
1: I'm sure he has.
0: <laughs> um, backstage, Vince Russo scolding Booker. Uh, Tells him he's got to stop pissing Bischoff off and that he's going to, yeah, he's going to redeem himself if he comes with him to do something. Do a favor. To,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, next match, Mike Awesome and Scott Steiner. This could have been something special and it wasn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, this could have had a build and really could have been something good. And it became a throwaway. But we do get a few bits and pieces in here. Like, it's really quick again. Um, that slingshot tackle from Awesome to Steiner. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was really good.
1: It was great. Yeah. Some really good stiff-looking moves in this match. Yeah. Um, really, really good. But it also looks like Scott Steiner's quite um, stiff with Awesome. A couple of points.
0: Possibly, yeah. uh,
1: Like at the beginning, Awesome's on the floor and Steiner's like elbowing him at the side of the head and they look like a few of them are actually connecting. They're quite painful.
0: uh, Get a decent sort of reaction for the running or the hobbling from Kevin Nash.
2: Yeah.
0: He uh, hits Awesome with a crutch because he, you know, he had them. And because (laughs) Uh,
1: Awesome hit him with a crutch the the week before, yeah.
0: Um, Steiner hits on the puts on the Steiner recliner for the win, and I just think that could, could have been worth so much more. This one,
1: I mean, they weren't even were they going to have the old Kevin Nash um, awesome feud? Then that's what they were surely leading up for.
0: I'm sure they were leading to it, but it never got that far. Mm. Um, because Mike Awesome would get jobbed the fuck out. He became that '70s guy. Um, Was it the Fat Chick Thriller as well? Is that the uh, one? Yeah.
1: In Wrestling Society X, they had that 70s team.
0: I mean, yeah. I'd, I, yeah, they really ruined it with Mike Awesome, And WWF tried to, when he eventually switched over in 2001, they tried to get him over and it, they, they didn't work as well. And... Um, the last time we would see Awesome was uh, a was it, one night stand, and yeah. he yeah still looked incredible against uh, Masato Tanaka. Yeah,
1: it's really Awesome. Like, awesome was fucking. He he was, he was awesome. <laughs> you know, it was great.
2: And yeah,
0: we get to um Vince Russo, in the back with Booker T. And he's arguing with Dustin Rhodes. And this is a this is a pile of shit, this is.
1: It should have been so much better because again, Rhodes went down to the match to obviously because you know the New Blood wanted all the titles and Terry Funk wasn't part of the New Blood and Terry Funk had just won the belt, and he's having a go at him. He said, you fucking, you can't do anything properly. I, but you know, I was the one that created gold dust. He talks about gold dust. He says, I was the one that created gold dust. I put those words in your mouth, you know.
0: Yeah, and Eric Bischoff, you know, makes a point in his podcast to say that Russo wrote this one. And said he used it. He, it was solely to get himself over. He like really hated it. This bit, like he said, it was a, a complete waste of a skip.
1: Yeah, because he, he says on the
0: pay Yeah, yeah.
1: He's like, he I put the words in your mouth, and then and but Dustin saying, yeah, but I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that put it over. Yeah, well, and if I'm honest with you, fucking. No one else really. I mean, I, I you, people say that all the time. It's Like, no one could else could have been Undertaker. But if someone else would have done it, we would have probably said that's the only person that could have done Undertaker. You know, it's one of them weird ones. But I mean, I say it with with Gold Dust. I mean, I swear it was a rib. The gimmick Gold Dust, because his name was Dustin. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call him Gold Dust and have him this androgynous, homoerotic, um character, you know, but really it's like some redneck who wears cowboy boots. You know, so far away it just from a
0: natural, come on.
1: You know, it but but Gold Dust was one of my favourite characters, you know?
0: yeah
1: You know <laughs> he he was he was really good. Gold dust was was great, you know, and yeah this this whole thing was was putting russo putting himself over, you know, I was the one that wrote it, put the words yeah. in your mouth. But you've got yeah. Dustin chewing tobacco while he's speaking to him. <laughs> you can see it's it almost in his like
0: it's almost like he wasn't ready for it.
1: Yeah, it's like so yeah. fucking crazy. Um, he fires him. It, they fire it, it, him.
0: He fires him. Yeah, he yeah. fires him at the end of it. And yeah. there's nothing like nobody cares. We move on, like because Vampire and Sting are up next, and it's again it's that bit where. You're seeing these guys for the second time. So the reactions aren't as strong. The commentary team are trying to put over the Sting. This is the old Sting. It's it's not, but they're trying. Get a nice splash off the top rope from Sting, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I it, like at, the, at the beginning of this match, so Sting comes running in and slides under the ropes and then Vampiro starts kicking the shit out of him. But then Sting just all of a sudden, bam, just starts no selling. So, he starts no-selling, and Vampiro's hitting, 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 and he's just no-selling. And then, when he starts attacking Vampiro, Vampiro starts overselling. Like, it's really weird. And then you get Madden saying... Madden says, overselling in this match. He says it. He says, you know, these guys, some of them are overselling, but these guys are actually beating each other. They're giving it their all. And then yeah. Shivani says something about, what do you mean, overselling? Blah, blah, blah. But... Yeah, a lot of these kayfabe things popping up, you know. We, I mean, again,
0: I've got here Vampiro's offense, you know, is pretty poor. These kicks, some of these kicks look pretty weak and stuff. It was lackluster,
1: yeah. There's quite a a major botch coming up to the end of this match as well. Yeah, Vampiro
0: did not work well with Steam, And, like, he worked quite well with Kidman.
1: The brothers in paint.
0: I think it yeah god that kept coming up didn't it. Um, it I think it was just a, a clash of styles really that just didn't mesh at all. Like on their like on their day on their own like outside of facing each other they could have had a good match with someone else but Sting and Vampira just didn't click.
2: Yeah that and was yeah, we,
0: we get to we get to finally get some Sting chance but we get to we get to a botch. Tell us all about it.
1: All right, well, at the end of the match, obviously, it was going to... Someone had said, go home. And then, so, Vampiro's jumped off the top to do something. And Sting's done it in a few matches before where they come off and he grabs both their legs, with their legs apart, grabs their legs, and then he gets into the Sting Scorpion Deathlock from that. But what happens is they try and do that, but it, it looks like Sting falls over... Vampiro hits the deck as well and they're both just lying there. So then they're <laughs> like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" And then, you know, Sting just gets up and just de- Scorpion Death drops him.
0: But this is this is the bit where I think that Sting probably saved saved the botch by putting the death drop on him and then the death lock. Yes. It made it seem it was, it was a bit like he needed a bit more to to beat to Vampiro a bit him. more to, to yeah. put yeah. And it puts him over a little bit. It's not that bad.
1: No, it's all right. Um, and you know, a lot of the time, you wouldn't, you know, if you don't look into these things as much as possibly we do, you might not have even thought it was a botch. You might have thought, "Oh, Sting's yeah. tried to move out of the way, and he's caught a little bit of it, and blah blah blah." So but Sting, it was,
0: having to, yeah. Sting, Sting having to use both his finishes to put him away, like just it made Vampira it made Vampire look better than you know he could have looked again if it just gone for that death lock. And, um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a bad finish, I thought, in the end.
1: That no, was all right, yeah.
0: Uh, mean Jeans with DDP and Kimberly. Uh, the main part of this is that they're going to get Jeff Jarrett after what happened on Nitro or Kimberly.
1: Kimberley got hit with a guitar.
0: Yeah. Terrific. Bo- the booty babe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the booty babe, yeah. We're going back there a few years. Oh, um, yeah. And... There's no real entrance, but in the in the ring we've got two members of three counts. Who count?
1: You've two got counts.
0: Shannon Moore and Shane Helms.
1: Was it Shane um, Helms? I'm sure it was Carageus. Um, I think it was, was Evan, wasn't it? Evan? Yeah, it was Evan. I thought it was Shane Helms. No, I did initially think it was Shane Helms, but then when you get a closer look, I think I, I okay. thought I thought it was Evan. I'm not sure. I had to double All take as well. Evan, anyway,
0: then. I thought it was Helms, but.
1: Either way, it was it was yeah. two thirds of three count.
0: Two count, yeah. <laughs> two, uh, three, two count. I'm calling them two count now. Three count. Um, Lash Larue, who I didn't rate. Oh God, yeah. The artist formerly known as Prince. I care.
1: You know, Lash Larue draws cartoons now. Does he? Yeah, he's an artist apparently.
0: Well, we've got the uh, the artist formerly known as Prince. I care in this as well. With Paisley, who uh, would yep. later be Charmel. It's
1: Charmel, yeah, she was one Miss, of the Nitro Mrs. girls. Bickety.
0: yeah, yep, that's right.
1: Um, Crowbar, yep.
0: With uh, with David Flair and Daphne, Yeah.
1: the
0: scream, the, screen, the
1: screen queen,
0: the scream queen, yeah, uh, yeah. Hooven Two Guerrera's here, and Chris Candido, yeah, God love him, yeah. In the in the cruiserweight six seven way scramble sort of uh, match
1: excuse me are you glossing over um the two-thirds of three counts rendition of can't get you out of my mind i think you are
0: well they don't really sing it we don't really get much of that
1: we, we get one and then they say right we're gonna do it again and then they do it again no, no
0: i didn't, i didn't get this i didn't get it no way I, I, no they must have cut that off yeah because i didn't get any of that oh I got, shit! i got them being interrupted that was it that's no
1: no we got oh sorry man i apologize um yeah. no we get a great rendition of can't get you out of my mind it was it great man <laughs> you know they had their sweaters tied round right. their waist i mean it was i fucking love three count i don't care what anybody says i love three count you you as annoying think that what people don't understand with wrestling is right he is just heat.
0: just quickly just, does it take you back to when you had like your backstreet boys posters up in your room
1: backstreets back all right just um just, just leave it leave and be right um this is also let me let me take that this is a shout out to my 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 pal adam as well yeah um aka nephilim it, it's a shout out to ad like we used to work together and um when we were working on a Friday afternoon, it was quite busy and that. And we were having to bosh out a load of these bits and bobs. And we would have often have Backstreet Boys on just to keep us in that high mood. To go, Right, it's Friday. We're going home soon. We've got Backstreet Boys on. Um, we don't give a shit. We're just loving it. So shout out Ad and those um, Backstreet Boys Fridays. And I know Ad's also a fan of Free Count as well. So if you're not a fan, I've got two words for you. All right. Any Three count. Free <laughs> camp, that's right. So um you know, I yeah, just I don't, love I don't get the music. I, I love I love the three count. I love three count gimmick. And what people don't realise in wrestling is these people they're supposed to be annoying. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's they're supposed to be annoying. They're supposed to piss you off. You're supposed to look at them and cringe. Um you know, there was even girls in the crowd that are screaming in that though, like it was actual, you know, like they're actually boy band material. And but it was just so great, like, you know, and Shannon Moore, as as we we're saying, it was Shannon Moore, Evan, and Hurricane Helms. I mean, Shannon Moore would end up being so far from this character in his future iterations. Um and also Shane Helms would also be so far from this in his later iterations he would be the hurricane and all sorts um shannon moore would 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 later be in tna with the um the book of dilly gaff did you hear about that old gimmick the book of does it look like i give a fuck
0: oh okay yeah i was
1: uh book of dilly gaff so yeah it's you
0: no, know I didn't watch TNA, man.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I fucking watch TNA like a lot. Um, So I get, when I see, you know, Shannon Moore, I think of him later on in life and that anyway. But yeah, like three count, they were supposed to be annoying, you know, and they did their job well. But this match has got so, mi- so much going on. I I really, I didn't know what the heck was going on. So who from three count was actually in the match?
0: Um, well, I, I've i got here that it was Helms, but if it wasn't Helms, it was Evan.
1: Yeah, so that's because then you later see Shannon outside of the ring and then you see either Evan. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to have to check this because I thought yeah. it was, um, I thought it was Evan, but maybe, maybe, maybe it was Helms. Maybe it was, dude, because I thought that um, initially, um, that it was Helms. Um, we've so... We've got a lot of
0: Daphne screaming here.
1: You, I mean, she screams in people's faces you know, yeah. it's, it's just so crazy because you've got some, you know, it's not really a match. It's just a lot of scrapping. I've, I've
0: they're, bot- they're botching chops. That's how bad it was.
1: It's fucking insane, dude. And you've got Crowbar who would just whack himself with stuff. And, like, his gimmick was, like, he would do bumps in in the ring yeah. on himself. Like, he would, you know, Crowbar was just one of these, Weird characters in, in WCW that will pop up, you know, he had matches with him and Flair and Daphne, um, like these stretcher matches that would happen at certain times, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, we had Crowbar, Lash LaRue, Chris Candido, Hoveton Guerrero, um, the artist formerly known as Prince Ikea, um, Chris Candido, mm-hmm. we said before, David Flair gets involved in this as well it's, it's uh, yeah fun. david
0: flair chops uh, i think it's a uh, helms Evan, whoever it is um we have our domestic violence moment of the evening where hoovy tries to hit daphne with the uh hoovy driver and yeah it is it doesn't doesn't hold up very well
1: yeah she gets pulled the out dives. the ring and then screams in his face
0: yeah how bad were the dives you know, this is you know cruiserweight matches are known for their you know their outside the ring dives and stuff, and these were just hideous.
1: This this match should have been a spectacle. This match should, should have been karma to start off with, and built up. You know, you've got people that can work. Um, I mean, Prince Ikr, in your opinion?
0: But there's yeah, not Prince Ikea. There's there's a one. lot of there's a lot of people missing from this show who are under contract. For whatever reason, you know, there's no Mysterio, no Chavo Guerrero at this point. Like, you know, some of the better cruiserweights who could have done a lot more with this. And the
1: cruiserweight, the cruiserweight belt was always a a belt that and we'll get to who wins it, but you wouldn't think that the person that wins it would be the one that would be the cruiserweight champion. Do you get what I'm saying?
0: Well. I mean, I get it, but he's the best character out of all of them.
1: I mean, yeah, but I think it's also character. I think it's also who comes with him.
0: Yeah, we. I mean, I mean, I'm already I'm already there with my notes because I said the dives are awful, and I get to the bit where we have a surprise guest.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm there too, dude. Yeah, let's go home on yeah. that one. There, um,
0: <laughs> Tammy, formerly known as Sonny, um, Chris Candido's girlfriend. Fiance, whatever. I Wife. don't know.
2: Whatever. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Wife at this point. Um, She helps Chris get the win. And I've, it's, it's horrible. It's a bad match. It's terrible. And uh, we get Paisley and Tammy. Uh, Paisley attacks Tammy. And uh, Shannon Moore and the ref try and get involved. And they both get their nuts grabbed. Yep. Um, we get our obligatory shouting of cat fight. It's just rip the
1: clothes off, rip the clothes off. That's what they were saying as well. Rip them off, rip them off.
0: It doesn't doesn't hold up very well, does it? Like, yeah, now, right? And yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's it. It's, it was a surprise, um, sort of thing for Tammy to turn up in in WCW. They don't last very long, if I remember correctly. The older, the old habits kit came in. And yeah, that's a that's a cruiserweight title out of the way, because that was, was that was
1: bad. For me, that was the most disappointing match on the fucking on the card for me, man, because it should have been so much more. You know, it, I mean, like I say, it, it should have been so much more. It could have been so much more. There should have been some other people involved as well. Why was there only two of three count there? No one tells <laughs> us. You know, why? Uh, you know, there that's should the big, have been big more people. Big big, that's the big question, dude. Why is there only two-thirds of three count there? So, yeah, um, I mean...
0: Uh, G, I mean, Gene's with double-J, Jeff Jarrett, or the chosen one. The he chosen. S- tells me, Gene, he says, don't be a wise-ass, you know, with me, old man. And <laughs> he calls Gene a old Geritol slap-ass.
1: Yeah, and he says, will knock your. I'll knock your liver spots into... Next
0: week oh, or something. Yeah. We'll it's, it's a, we will get to Jarrett later on because there's more to say about him. But he's not bad on the mic. He's just... Yeah, it's all right.
2: It's just I Jarrett, it? I, just,
0: I, I just don't think he should have been... Well, I don't know, actually. Maybe he should have been the chosen one. I mean, who else was there going to be?
1: But His, his arrogance... Well, is, the arrogance of the character of Jeff Jarrett is what sells it a lot of the time, to be fair. Yeah. Um, he, it's just that arrogance of his character. Like, ain't I great? You know, yeah. it was that whole. I, know, yeah,
0: I much prefer Double J. You know, the uh, the country music singing. You know.
1: What J E double R E That's you right. Know, it, I it used to bright, love it when yeah. I used to love it when he'd say uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett. That's J E double double T. You know, I I it rings in my head still from them days yeah. and the light up glasses.
0: Oh, it's beautiful stuff. Um, Beautiful Tag team title final, team package against uh, Douglas and Bagwell. There's a sign behind Flair when he comes out that says, got Viagra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, Just in case, you know, like they thought that Shane Douglas couldn't get any heat, they decided to have Russo come out with him. Uh, Russo gets uh, gets into the commentary booth. now, here's my problem. For someone that looks as strong as Lex Luger and has beefed up, holy shit, his offense is weak.
1: Oh, I mean, Luger's it's probably... You,
0: you could see daylight in some of them punches.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, he's not working snugly at all, you know. And nah. you'd think a big guy like that, you know, you'd be working kind of snug, kind of tight, make it look good. But like you say, daylight's shining through, dude. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's... And Luger's the biggest I've seen him in a while in this. He was ripped. Oh massive. You know, yeah. absolutely ripped.
0: Uh, there is a there is a side feud here with Flair and Shane Douglas that Shane Douglas was always bad mouth and Rick Flair wherever he went on any platform he would eight
1: years and I don't have think, waited. I
0: don't think Flair gave a fuck.
1: No, he was like, "Who the fuck is you know?" They kept yeah, saying, oh, eight years they've been waiting for this, and Flair's been hiding from him." <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Okay. Like, yeah, I, 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 don't quite believe him. Um, yeah, Scott Hudson calls in the dynamic dude. That was a nice one. Nice little sucker yeah. punch. Um, Tony Schiavone at one point, I think he says he responds to Mark Madden or even Vince Russo, just says bullshit. Yeah. They don't even blink out. That's like, right. Shane Douglas gets into the corner above uh Issa, climbs Rick Flair is about to lay in some punches and shouts, Fuck you, Flair.
1: Yeah, he does, yeah.
0: And uh, it just it doesn't get over. Like no one cares. That's
1: right, it's not ECW.
0: No, it's not. And you know, and I Eric Bischoff says himself that the, the heat between Flair and Douglas, which was mainly on Douglas's side, was too insider at the time.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it was, no one give a shit.
0: No, it wasn't gonna sell any extra pay-per-views. No. So what was the point? Um Flit botches his first corner flip, so he does it again and gets through. There's another botch, they botch a blockbuster. Um, Buff misses, and I think. Is he trying to get I think he gets Douglas, but doesn't get it properly. And it just looks it doesn't look great. Um and We have another run-in because we haven't had enough of these tonight. Uh, the two Bryans, Adams yeah. and Clark,
2: yeah,
0: they would be later known as Chronic. What a great name! Yeah, <laughs> uh, they double choke slam Lex, and Vince Russo half puts on a referee shirt inside out and counts the three. Like and there, you have it. Like another right. another match thrown away like, but it wasn't, it wasn't very good anyway. Lex isn't, Lex isn't working at this point. He's just, he's there for his pay-per-view bonus for sure. It's
1: it's funny, right? When, when Lex Luger went to WCW initially and the first episode of Nitro, um, JR talks about on on his, on his podcast, he says, look, you know, obviously they had the surprise factor, but they weren't really bothered that they'd lost Lex Luger because they thought, what really are we losing? You know, they tried to get him over. He tried yeah, to get himself tried. over oh. and they, they fucking couldn't get it. So they were like, basically, all right, you've got the surprise factor of him popping up, but really we're not losing nothing, man. It's like, and, and, and like I say, I've, I've never, I think I've said this on another paper. I've never been a fan of Luger. Well,
0: I'm, yeah, it's like, it's what, 27 years since the WWF, like, Strapped the rocket to him, and let him have him body slam Yokozuna Yoko, on, yep. yeah, like, and it was off to a great start, but then it just it fizzled. It, it fizzled the by Lex, Summerslam.
1: Lex Express and all the that. Lex you know Express, what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they tried. That would be everything. a fun
0: show to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that one. You know, be good. Um, yeah, it just yeah, it didn't like Luger. Is he does get himself over again in '97? ninety eight but then it falls away again, and by two thousand, I don't think anyone's really caring. They're only noticing how how beefed up he is and how jacked he is and speaking of jacked uh mean genes with Scott Steiner um, <laughs> Steiner says he represents himself and not the new blood. he's a genetic freak, and that um yeah,
1: it's he says, you see that vein there? That's bigger than yeah. one of Sting's arms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I mean it's massive. And uh, Sting says that Scott Steiner will be the next casualty. Like, okay,
1: it was just so bang, 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 bang. Yeah. There was no build into these matches, so no one gave a shit.
0: And it's a yeah, US title final. Sting sort of gets the crowd going. Uh him and Scott Steiner. This is. Um, one thing I notice here that Steiner is really enjoying himself, baiting fans at ringside.
2: Oh, loving it! Yeah,
0: yeah, he's getting, he it, he's getting going it on. for it. Yeah, <laughs> and I quite enjoyed it because Steiner clearly doesn't give a fuck.
1: Oh, he's the genetic freak, bro! He's, you know, yeah. he, I, please tell me that you're aware of that famous paper, uh, the the promo of Steiner's though, when he talks about. You know, in TNA, where he talks about, you know, Sting, you've got three. Usually, you've got one on one, which is a fifty-fifty chance. You know that whole spiel promo thing.
0: No, I've, I've not. I've,
1: it's become again. like it's become like a meme. It's become like a meme. This Scott Steiner promo, where he talks about you. You know, when you're facing me. It's not a 50-50 chance. It's an 80-20 chance. But then you take that 20% and then you half it because I'm the genetic freak and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And it's just like a load of dog shit mathematics and percentages and where it comes out with Steiner on top. It is just insane. I
0: will will try and find it. Steiner mathematics. I'll I'll, I'll I'll
1: send it to you. It's become a meme. It's like, but, you know, it's what happens when you don't watch TNA, bruv. You know what I mean?
0: I can't. I just can't keep. Dude, I've got my
1: TNA me. annuals right there behind me. I don't give a shit. I've got.
0: A- I, I have. I have a TNA annual. I've never read it. <laughs> and, and I, I've, I think I've mentioned before. I have a TNA T-shirt that they get that they gave to me for free. Yeah. Because I was never paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, the ref gets a stinger splash. That so how many ref bumps is that?
1: That's three. Three good ref bumps. A Sting splash, one for a table, and then another dog shit one. in one. the Jimmy Hart man yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
0: Vampiro comes from under the ring, cuts a little hole in the ring, and yeah. pulls Sting down to hell. Uh, I didn't like it purely because it's just, we've already seen it a few times.
1: I I didn't I like mean. it because they didn't cover it very well. You didn't really see him emerging, not properly. Um, Secondly, when Sting comes back up from being underneath the ring, he's clearly just bitten a blood capsule inside of his mouth. (laughs) And it's fucking like them cheap shit ones that the kids (laughs) get for Halloween. You know the ones? Like, it's just bollocks, man. At least cut yourself, you fucking. (laughs) At least, man. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> just make it real. Um,
0: Steiner wins with the recliner and wins the US title. Like Sting sort of just rolls out of that hole in the ring and it's, Steiner. Just,
1: oh, yeah, just it, but the, dude, this is the final for the for the for the US championship as well. It's like, ah, fuck's sake! Like you know, ah, it's annoying. <laughs>
0: Just just when you thought it couldn't get any more fun, we are at the main event, and yeah, we've already touched on this, but these entrances lasted forever.
1: Yeah, it's like you're showing them walking walking. through the
0: halls. Yeah, Yeah. it's like it's like a UFC entrance where you see them walk from their dressing room to the to the aisleway, and it's like Jesus Christ. (laughs) But yeah, I digress. DDP looks pretty motivated here in this match. Yeah. Um, you know, DDP, I think, I think that some places they mentioned that he'd done his best, with he's doing his best work here in 2000. I don't think that's true. Um, I think he was probably on top of his game in 98 when he was challenging Goldberg and stuff like that. I think that was some of DP's best stuff. Like
1: I, I also believe when he <clears> came <throat> into WWE with the Undertaker, make me famous. Shit.
0: Oh wow. See, no, I don't really know anyone that talks about that quite a lot. Like it is a good. I mean, I like it personally, but I don't hear other people mention that.
1: No, dude, I fucking loved it, man, because he was stalking the Undertaker's missus. We we didn't really know who it was, but we kind of did. And then he turned up and he took the thing off, you know. And he's like, "Undertaker, yeah. make me famous," you know. And they, you know, that was pretty they, good. But they,
0: they obviously they fucked that up because he they, he got a massive pop when he took his mask off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: you, Yeah. He's you kind of you are screwing up your. Yeah, you know, your big chance to make him a heel by having him just unmasked like that, and he, yeah, the pop was huge. I remember that one.
1: Huge pop, absolutely huge stuff. You know, and like I say, I, I can I show you a bit of memorabilia while we're here. Let's
2: do it. Let's do it.
1: This is some prime, some DDP.
0: Oh, he's got a bruiser.
1: I've got a DDP.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's that WCW logo, like the newer stuff. Yeah, like or what I like to call the newer stuff.
1: Nineteen ninety nine, this came it out. This figure, logo, yeah. So this is a uh, a Diamond Dallas Page WCW Bruiser from around that time. Just something that we can chuck in there when we're talking about, you know, the Diamond Dallas Page toy biz figure.
0: Mark Madden's calling him DD Me, saying yep. oh, he's a- Talking about his book. Oh, and so, yeah, his book. and um Got a really nice spinning clothesline from DDP. Kimberly gets involved. She slaps Jarrett. They go into the crowd, and this looks like fucking chaos.
1: It's mental, dude. Can I just yeah. say as well, DDP's Jeez. music from around this time was a blatant rip-off of Nirvana Smells Like Team Spirit.
0: See, we don't get this on the network. They've completely covered this with something else.
1: Yeah, no, it was a blatant rip-off. Blatant rip-off blatant rip of Nirvana Smells Like Team Spirit.
0: But yeah, the, the WWE Network refused to play it. They just play some generic sort of rock theme. <laughs> um, yeah, the, they go into the crowd, and I don't think production were ready for it because there's no camera going with them. And it just it just looks so chaotic. Like The fans love it. They're getting right on top of it. It looks even like security aren't even ready for it.
1: There's, there's a guy think. on... Yeah. Sorry. I don't think they
0: were aware of it. I don't no, think they knew it was coming. Kind
1: of... there, there was a guy on the phone that was right in front of the camera, like yeah. on the phone, just yeah. trying to get involved in the thing. Like it, it's, it's absolutely um, crazy. There's two guys fighting in the crowd as well. Like you oh, see them, um, like one of them's got them in a headlock and they're just like doing that to each other, like in the yeah. background. It's absolutely it's crazy.
0: Big DDP chance when they're in the crowd, you know, it's, it's it was one of the best bits of the match, I think.
1: Great man, and um, both go- I've
0: got got here. Both guys are working really hard. They're
1: they're trying. They they're
0: the they're, yeah, they're doing everything they can to get this over.
1: And and rightly yeah. so. I mean, um, Kimberly gets called a scurvy wench.
0: Is that Mark Madden?
1: I would have yeah. thought so. Yeah.
0: Um, Jarrett goes for a chair. You know, doesn't pay off. He does he does get DDP's back and they mentioned that DDP's always had like back and rib trouble. he was wearing yeah. rib tape from like 96 onwards. I think. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Madden's still laying into him about his book and like, you know, it's like Don't they tear this it up? Where I think, this, this is where I think Madden lost a bit of his like all the good work he'd done throughout the evening. It all just sort of like he lost it when he just was laying into page throughout the main event. I just thought. You know, you need to keep it, you know, keep it simple and, like, not have too many shots in. Just one or two digs would have been just, fine. Just
1: Yeah, just a few choice ones here and there, you know? You know,
0: it's not like it's not like Bobby Heenan going after Bossman's mother or, or,
1: you know, Stu Jerry Lawler
0: going after... Yeah, yeah, Jerry Lawler going after Stu Hart, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the level you were looking for. And, yeah, Madden sort of, like, dropped off in this one. Yeah. What a sit out power bomb for Page. It's good. I really like that. Yeah, I, mean, I love was, DDP,
2: yeah. man. It's great.
0: It, yeah, Page is Page is excellent. Uh, Bischoff comes out and stands in the iowa way. Um, doesn't yeah, doesn't really get involved yet. And then they're back outside the ring. Jeff Jarrett and Page are, and there's a guy standing there holding positively Page the. Uh, DDP book. He's holding it up. Yeah. Jarrett takes it off from him and just starts whipping pages out and chucking yeah. it on the floor. Now, i got to believe that the guy is obviously planted, but
2: yeah,
0: still pretty funny.
2: Yeah,
1: like, I enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> Jarrett gets crotched on the ring post. Um, there's a... Now, I quite like this because it was, it was a decent false finish. The, the belt shot by Jarrett. Yeah, and DDP for two count. I thought, you know what, that was. I'll give that one a lot of credit. It yeah,
1: was... because DDP went for the cutter, but um, Double J held the held the ropes and stayed up, yeah. and then he ran out, got the belt, give him the 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 shot. Yeah, it was good, really good, good.
2: Um,
0: Jarrett puts on the figure four, and then Kimberly gets the guitar. Yeah, and this is where the the finish just it didn't work. Because she was standing there with the guitar for ages, yeah. too long, too long. She was just standing around. Like I think she maybe jumped the, jumped her cue. Do you
1: know? Do you know what I? I, I mean, we'll get onto it, but I, I'll tell you the way where I would have written it, where it would have been, it would have been better. But anyway, yeah, oh, sorry.
0: Um, <laughs> DDP hits the diamond cutter, and then I've got this just because it's a it's a it's a Russo word swerve, bro yeah, yeah. kimberly hits page with the um with the guitar these these whacking great guitars that apparently knock people out cold mm-hmm. and um yeah jarrett wins and we got big celebrations for the new blood who've won every title apart from the hardcore title
1: yeah
0: and yeah it's, um it's big celebrations and that's where it cuts out for me it just says we're out of time like that's it we're done
1: yeah, that's it, the same thing. You, do, do you know what I would have done it? I would have done it better. Let me let, let's just take you through, right? So we've got them both of them in the figure four, and they were in the figure four for a long time, okay. And you've got Kimberly standing. You've got um either side of the ring. You've got Bischoff one side, and you've got Kimberly the other side. The the side that Kimberly's on is where Double J is, and the side that um Page is on is where Bischoff is, okay. What I would have had done is when they were in the figure four leg lock, okay, I wouldn't have had her grab the the, the guitar yet. So you can imagine they're both in the figure four leg lock. That's okay. that's where I
0: think she jumped to her cue. I think yeah, she, she jumped it. Yeah, but what yeah.
1: what they should have done is, as they were in the figure four leg lock, right, you could have had Bischoff come up on the side of the ring to get the referee's attention. And then as they're still in the figure four, Kimberly could have got the guitar and then given it to Double J in the ring. So as they're in the figure four, he could have then taken the guitar that was given to him by Kimberly, whacked Paige with it while they're in the figure four. And then Bischoff jumps off the ring, covers him, gets the one, two, three. She gets in the ring like she didn't even do nothing, but everybody knows she did. Great finish.
0: Fuck off. I've got an easier easier one that gets there a bit quicker.
1: All right.
0: Whilst whilst they're in the figure four. Yeah. And Bischoff is distracting the ref. She gets in with a chloroform rag and just puts him to sleep. Ref counts three whilst he's in the figure four. Done and dusted.
1: Yeah, but they had to get the gimmick guitar in, bro. It's double J.
0: Oh, sod the guitar, man. It's
1: J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T.
0: It's a shit prop.
1: That's (laughs) what it
2: was. (laughs)
0: But yeah, that's the end of our show. That's the end of Spring Stampede 2000. It feels like it started in you know, 1998, but you know. <laughs> what did you think?
1: I, 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 I just have a laugh with it, this, this yeah. pay-per-view.
0: That's it's, where we are.
1: That's where, you know, we. it, it wasn't structurally sound. The matches weren't fantastically great. Um, you know the whole way it was was very hectic. it was very busy. there was too much going on for anyone really to follow, but it was it was entertaining, you know, and as I said, I will watch it again, where I don't need to make ten pages of notes oh, man. Yes. Um, you know it's it it's one of them ones where it's enjoyable to watch as a as a fan of wrestling it's at the time it was probably better but there there was just they they nothing stood out because they didn't build anything up and it was just too ch- 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 too choppy it was just too choppy but nevertheless it was um entertaining you had hogan getting his pay-per-view bonus <laughs> you had you know a, a, a swerve bro at the end yeah. Um, You know, you had someone come out the ring, you had cheap Halloween children's blood capsules, you had it all, man, you know, you had it all. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, one bit was really great as well from the videos at the beginning as well, when Hogan got hit with a chair by Russo, he got busted open hard way with a chair, and as he was getting counted, you just had a bead of blood just pop <laughs> out from his head, and it looked fucking amazing. Um yeah, it was great stuff. But yeah, I mean the build up around it, the whole thing that Russo had come in with Jarrett and you know, taken over the thing with Bischoff and you know, the whole new blood millionaires club thing. It could have been done a bit better. But yeah, I mean like I say, we we find the good in all.
0: We do. We and next week, next episode, we've uh, we've picked out a pretty good one, I think. We did talk about doing a double header with the, the show that follows straight after, but that might—if we come up with ten pages for the first show,
1: yeah—we
0: might not be able to squeeze it all into a couple of hours.
1: Spoiler alert: but, you, You're getting our next episode exclusive, and it's only because it's episode ten because you don't usually do this, but yeah, you're getting it. That's right.
0: Episode eleven is—it's going to be the gravest challenge. Survivor Series ninety one. This is. I mean for me this is this is the peak WWF stuff.
1: Good stuff. This
0: is the stuff I was you know when I was I was 4 years old I was watching it this stuff was crazy. And we get to talk about some of the biggest well the biggest angle of 1991 with the uh with the snake bite. And yeah. we will, we are we are we've talked about covering Tuesday in Texas as well but if we get 10 pages off of the survivor series we can't obviously fit that all in <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: but chris you're going to remind us where where people can find us
1: you can find us on all major podcast platforms so stitcher listen notes google podcast itunes podcasts um Podbean, uh i Heart radio um stitcher did i say that like you know just every podcast platform i've lost my bit of paper with it all written down so now i'm having to like commit them to memory but and also on youtube we love doing this video we love doing it video so thank you for everybody who's listening to it if i can
0: if i can time this right with the way that we've been fixing around with the videos you can subscribe right here and you can watch one of our
2: videos here
1: yeah dude that's nice you know because um we our last four videos five videos have been doing really really well we're trying to get people to listen to our earlier ones to get those up to where we are with the new ones but things take time you know we're not going to get there some, straight of those, away.
0: some of those earlier ones that haven't picked up steam i mean we have been amazed that we've had so many great views on some of the other ones but like I said, that Bad Blood one was, for us, it was one of our favourite ones and we'd love for everyone to go and go back and listen.
1: It, yeah, so. it's a great episode. Really, I mean, it wasn't, um, you know, it was a very poignant pay-per-view and there's a lot of heartfelt stuff going on in there. And like I say, it was one of our episodes that we thought was really good. So if you go back and watch those as well. But yeah, dude, we, we you know, we're going to keep them coming. This is episode 10. Uh, we love doing the video side of it because then we get to show bits of memorabilia like we have, you know, the um, DDP figure, you know, and uh, Jordan pulled out as a memorabilia as well is um, Bischoff figure. So we, we love doing the video side of it. We really enjoy it. So we're going to keep keep on keeping on with YouTube. We're going to try and, you know, wade through the masses and masses of wrestling podcasts and we're going to try and put our heads above the water so you can see these two mugs. (laughs) We're going to keep them coming.
0: So, yeah, thank you for anyone that's still awake, still watching, still listening. Yeah, we haven't put you in the ground just yet. Um, Remember, like, subscribe, comment. You can catch us on Twitter. We're very active on Twitter, but there is a Facebook group now You can also catch us on in there.
1: Boom. Yes, there is. So Um, you can catch us on the Facebook group, chat, grapple and cheap pops podcast, Facebook group. Um, Come and join us there. We'll be posting episodes. We'll be having little chats, little conversations about this and that and t'other. Please help us. If you watch this video, if everybody that watches it or has watched multiple ones, please subscribe because we, like we say, once we get above that thousand subscribers we will be doing our chat grapple and cheap pops giveaway that will be happening 100% so please subscribe get us up to that 1000 and then we will do our subscriber giveaway and everybody who's a subscriber will be in that competition and you could have a chance of winning some of this fantastic memorabilia that myself and the main man JB has got
2: and yeah,
0: that's uh, that's it from us. Thank you to anyone still watching. I'm JB. He's Chris. Yep. We'll see you next week with Survivor Series ninety one.
1: Yeah, dude. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be safe, and guys. Uh, we'll catch you soon.